Welcome to Wednesday at 9 p.m. Season 1, Episode 19. On tonight's episode, we discuss the hair-raising legend of the Skinwalker, Coyote Sprints, and why you should treat stray dogs like Old Yeller. I'm Nick, and joining me are Aaron and Frank. Hello, hello. We're back after our break, after a very fun campfire special. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear some crazy stories. And we are back to it. Back to our usual schedule as well. Our usual episodes. Unless we change our minds. That's true. But um, shout outs, as per usual, shout out to Maddie, my mom, and of course, the enigmatic, the one and only, <laughs> David Hoy. May he uh, live long and prosper and, and listen till, uh, till the end of his days. You should do. Oh my God! We should have like told him to do a listening party for the Halloween special. Like rent out oh. something in the union. That's so true. David, really? if you're out there, respond to me on LinkedIn. What the heck? You left me hanging. That's my shout out to him. <laughs> All right. Um, as usual, a shout out to Troy from Nick. You know how it is. Uh, and a shout out to Fallon. I think this will be coming out next Wednesday. So, uh, indeed, happy two year anniversary. Aww. So. Happy anniversary to you guys. Thanks. Also, that reminds me, Aaron, did you recognize last time in the, in the Halloween special, we did a shout out from Nick to Troy? And then you went, oh, yeah, one more shout out from Nick to Troy. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that, you know. <laughs> It was a little late. I already started doing it, so it was I pretty had to fun. Full send it. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, it was funny in uh, in post to listen to. So I left it in. Yeah, we say a lot of funny stuff in post. We do. Yeah. Oh man, the jokes that we make that I just have to cut just in the interest of time. It's really unbelievable. Yeah, we should really offer like a plus package to get the full uncut. Oh yeah, experience Aaron uncut, just raw well we're catholic that's true (laughs) well (laughs) if you know you know speaking of skin i think this is gonna get cut speaking of skin (laughs) skinwalkers yeah so the topic of tonight is of course skinwalkers which you know there could be a much more detailed episode of this we could do 38,000 episodes on skinwalkers but we're not going to do that probably we like having we like having a lot of variety unless we strike it rich and we have this is our full-time job then why not right well or yeah that that works too but for starters with skinwalkers for those of you who don't know most notably they are from the Navajo culture of the Navajo Indians in North America. And I think there are other similar legends in other tribes and other cultures, but it is mainly Navajo and they're in like the Western part of the United States, like Arizona, Utah, that area, a little further than Midwest, but not quite Pacific. So typically, 
a skinwalker is a witch or a shaman, so it could be a man or a woman, that has become evil and has the power to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. A lot of common ones are coyotes or deer and so on and so forth for all your fun woodland animals. And so a lot of the legend and actual like lore surrounding skinwalkers, it's not discussed a lot outside of the Navajo culture. What we know of is kind of just what people have experienced. A lot of Navajos are reluctant to talk about it to people they don't trust or in just non-Navajo people in general. So the actual legend and lore of it isn't really well understood. But we do have people's experiences what they, with what they say are skinwalkers. So very interesting. There is a very um, famous paranormal case called Skinwalker Ranch, which again could be a whole episode, a series of episodes on its own. You could see this as a precursor to that, no? Yeah, definitely. A warm up episode for whenever we do that. Whoever of us takes that. Takes that upon themselves. I feel like it's just going to be Nick again. And he's just going to <laughs> If Nick's feeling up for it, that would be great. We'll do like an Astonishing Legends move where we make it like five parts. Each are like three hours long. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done that yet. Like like crazy, deep, long, multi-part things. I don't know if... No. I don't know if any of us are interested in that, whether people would want to listen to that. But we're smart. We could do it, you know? Yeah. Leave a comment. If you guys are interested in hearing a longer series of segments about it, think of like the think of like the vampire episode or the Ouija episode or the Bigfoot UFO episode. Those are, I think, are the three longest episodes that we've had. So if you liked those ones a lot, then maybe we'll do longer form stories in the future. But for tonight, this is more akin to some of our earlier episodes at least one of my earlier episodes where it's kind of quick fire stories just people's experiences these could be fake these people might not even be real that's skinwalkers (gasps) oh no that's true but that's the fun of it so our first story very short but i thought it was really funny because i'm trying to picture what this guy meant when he said this so we have a mexican um, a mexican and native american man and his girlfriend they're driving late at night in the desert out west i think it's the mojave desert like out in nevada that area wait that's a real desert i thought that was just in like the fallout video games no i think it's called the mojave i believe you that's where fallout in vegas takes place i think there you go. Yeah, I mean, you know, us East Coast elites, you know, what, what do we know about everywhere else? <laughs> well, you certainly don't know where your states are. But that's, that's true. Nick knows guy. where his states are. Aaron probably does too. I do not. So but, the Mojave Desert in California? Oh, it's California. Is it only in California thought, or does it stretch into, it, it happens to fit I, perfectly within? 
I don't know. I just got a quick glance. Oh. It looks like it extends into Nevada and I want to say that's Arizona or New Mexico. Arizona's the one right next to California. Okay. And then a teeny tiny bit of Utah. So he was in one of those four states. <laughs> it seems. And well, while he's driving with his girlfriend at, late at night, he sees a large black dog on the side of the road and it began crossing. So he had to slow down. He didn't want to hit it. But he says that it didn't walk like a dog. Uh oh. But, but rather like a toy rocking horse. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> so I don't. What do you I mean? I don't know. Like the rocking horse where its legs cannot move, right? It's just like an arc. That that's kind of how I was thinking about it. So it's like <laughs> it's like you had like a like a paper cutout of a dog, and you went like like a popsicle stick. It just said that instead of walking like a normal dog it wa- it moved like a toy rocking horse that would be terror i mean we're laughing now but that would be terrifying to see i'm just imagining it like doing the worm kind of like, <laughs> across the road yeah what oh, wait, That's, sorry that is wild my notes vanished for a second but they came back so so yeah, it moved across the road like a toy rocking horse. It stopped in the middle of the road and just stared at them with glowing red eyes before finishing crossing the road and then what? that's the end of the story. At night, right? At night, late at night in the Mojave Desert. Can I can I just say something about the red glowing eyes? Yeah, sure. That comes out all the time. Came up in the Bigfoot stories, comes up in, you know, cryptid stories or skinwalker stories and all that. There are no, aren't there like no eyes in nature that glow, that emit light, right? Eyes reflect light. There's eyes shine, but there's no eyes that emit light. They wouldn't be able to see, no? Well, wouldn't the car headlights be shining in the thing's eyes? True. But like they're always described as glowing. Do you know what I mean? Like you can see them in the dark there. Well, to that point, have you, you guys remember... Back in the days when cameras used to have those big, bad red eye effects. Yeah. When you take pictures. I feel like it's a similar thing to that. Like the light strikes it just right might shine back red. But yeah, it is weird to be described that glowing. Yeah. I think the weirdest part is the moving like a toy rocking horse. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's (laughs) certainly the weirdest part. That one, it's like, what can you even say about that? That's that's so insane. You can't even well, like. The, there's our. I can't uh, even picture it. There's our art for the episode. How how are we even gonna generate a picture of? Bing AI is a great thing. I got it. I'm on it. Yeah, Aaron's, Aaron's pretty good at the prompting. All right, on to our second story. So our narrator is home for Christmas at their family farm, which is located in the heart of an Indian reservation. It doesn't say where or what tribe, but just at an Indian reservation. And they were home alone because their parents went out uh, to go Christmas shopping. And late that night, the cows started just freaking out. 
and thinking that maybe wild dogs were attacking the cows, they got their boots on and got, quote, Mr. 12 Gauge. <laughs> Is that a quote? Yeah, That's a direct quote? Not a direct quote, but they do call it Mr. 12 Gauge. So That's I funny. That's funny. <laughs> so they grab a shotgun. And of course, you know, picturesque in the sense that it felt like a horror movie. It was a full moon breaking through the clouds, lighting up the snow. That's cool. It's kind kind of, you know, lower clouds. So perfect like setting. They ran into the field to see two dogs in in the field itself, and they were standing up facing each other, fighting. The dogs were fighting. Standing up, and they went to uh, pump the shotgun and like load the shells, load the shells in, and it it seemed like the dogs heard that like pump action, and they look over at the narrator, and as they look over, they it they get spooked and run away but they run away on their hind legs they stay on that's two gross feet. that is disgusting i hate that yeah literally like some scooby-doo running that makes me think of shout out to our friend wolf's dog which is kind of funny to say wolf's dog um who i i pet sat because when he, he he'll like stand up right he's pretty well trained and he will stretch and it's really creepy what he looks like when like a dog standing up, stretching up with its arms out. Yeah, so, so the now, idea of like now seeing imagine that, two of them. What were they doing? Were they like boxing? Were they like you just said that they were facing each other, <laughs> fighting. That's all. That's all that it was described. I just imagine them doing like, hey, 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 just waving their arms around. Because <laughs> it's because, I mean, realistically, a dog can't. A real dog can't run on two legs. Obviously. Like it maybe it could balance for a bit, take a few steps, but it can't, it can't do that. Am I right? Right. Yeah. I'd, I've never seen a dog just run on two legs, like away from somebody into the woods. <laughs> I feel like maybe well-trained dogs can like balance and walk around a bit, but like run away on two legs. That's terrifying. That's ugh. also what, why were they fighting? I don't know. The yeah, dogs, it, it didn't look. It didn't look like they were hurting the cows, so but the cows were still freaking out. Well, if they were dogs, they wouldn't run away in two legs. But if they weren't dogs, if they were skinwalkers, these are two like rival skinwalkers punching each other in someone's field. It's like At, no matter in what, their, in their dog form, in their or dog form, they're, or maybe they're fighting for like, all right, who's the alpha for this? This scheme that they're cooking up are they wait are you saying they're dogs or they're not dogs skinwalkers you think dogs <laughs> would talk about that kind of stuff <laughs> you don't know what dogs get up to <laughs> have you, you watched that movie no it's trays 101 no. dalmatians not that cemetery no the one where it's like is it like frank is it and weenie like frank pets? and weenie no secret life of pets yeah, Super Life of Pets. Oh, you're thinking of Sing with the gorilla. Yeah. What, what's his name? Winston from Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know why these dog slash skinwalkers were just fighting randomly in a field. Because why would they be in their dog form? They wouldn't they be able to better fight each other in human form? <laughs> I don't know. As instead of being in dog form, standing on two legs. Well, we don't know the rules of skinwalkers. Maybe they were like stuck in dog form for a little while. You know, like kind of like werewolf. Like you just kind of. That's out. interesting. Like it was they a have full like a- moon. You said. Maybe it was so just many werewolves and not even skinwalkers. Maybe it was just werewolves. That's true. So many questions, though. But maybe this one will give you more questions. Oh, great. So we have Patrick. He, he's a outdoorsy guy. Would go camping and like real camping. Not at a campsite, not in an RV, nothing like that. He would go out like find a spot. you're attacking Frank right now. <laughs> no, I've only gone camping like at a campsite. I've never gone just in the woods and camped. But we should camp that's together. What Patrick, but that's what Patrick did. And he was leaving his campsite one morning and he'd been staying there for a couple of days. Like he was camping out for a little while. But he said that a coyote always seemed to be close by and he could always see it on the edge of his vision. And when he was leaving, he loaded his truck and started to drive down the washout, which I don't know what the washout is. And if it's like maybe where water flows down or something Interesting. during like certain seasons, but it was described as he was driving down the washout to the fire road. Now that makes sense fire because it's like how if there's what? a fire in the woods and someone needs to like firefighters need to go and uh, deal with okay. it, there's like roads for them to go on. So when he reached the washes end, like the washouts end, he noticed that the coyote was still following him. So he he pulled onto the fire road and the coyote started running next to him. Oh, we love that. He, He sped up going up to 35 miles per hour or so and was still running alongside him. Yikes. And as he looked back, he saw the coyote running on two legs, wearing, quote, buckskin pants. Oh, how interesting. That one's a little tough to explain. And then in an instant, the creature turned into a person wearing coyote fur, still keeping pace with him. And he looked back one more time and it was gone. That's creepy. So I know uh, that keeping pace with the car, obviously that's very reminiscent of other spooky things we heard before, like black eyed kids. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's the main one I think of, right? That's always like Bigfoot. Yeah. Sometimes. Bigfoot sometimes too. Definitely. But that like keeping pace with a car where the car is going at speed, we're like, a person or an animal or whatever shouldn't be able to keep up that's always creepy I feel, like, I feel like the dog like if this was just a coyote i feel like it could probably keep up 35 miles an hour but on two legs okay on two legs wearing buckskin pants that's faster <laughs> than the that's faster than uh usain bolt right that's okay. the fastest i think i think it's yeah, close great danes great danes can top out like 30 something. Um, yeah, I'm sure they can. I know people, the fastest people can run is like upper 20s, I believe, on record. Great Danes have a top speed of 30 miles an hour. 
And it doesn't sound very fast, like 35 when you're driving, but like when you think about it as a as a creature or person going that fast, that's crazy fast. You know? It's yeah. very fast. According to uh SUNY ESF, the uh typical top speed for a coyote is 35 to 43 miles an hour. Oh wow. So wait, doesn't that kind of make sense then? While it's in coyote form, it can run as fast as a coyote. But that's it, but that's in top speed. It's like humans can yeah, sprint like, but how for how long? Well, this is for like <laughs> chasing prey. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Because it was around him the whole time and then it changes into a <laughs> on two legs with buckskin pants. I just saw something come into the frame of my webcam. Yeah, it was a coyote. Probably. Uh, no, I was a coyote in buckskin pants. That's interesting. How do we change the color of his outfit, though? Did you just <laughs> see that? I swear. What am I seeing? Okay. I don't... I'm from cut. where? I don't know. I think I'm just seeing the green border when I talk, and it's scaring me. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, don't worry. That I, again, of course, I saved the last two. Last two stories are, of course, the best ones. Let's think about this. Why is this person or animal or anamorph trying to keep pace with the car? Why? Why are they trying to keep pace with the car? Like, what is their goal? It's Maybe. not like they're trying to hunt them for prey. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they wanted to wait till they were leaving. Maybe they liked the thrill of the hunt. Maybe they're trying to scare people away from the land. Ooh, that's a good theory. Yeah, their territory. He was already Patrick was already camped there for a couple days. Yeah, you think he's going to camp there again? Well, why even let him camp there in the first place if they're trying to protect the territory, you know? That's true, but maybe... <laughs> I love her trying to like re- trying to reason it out. <laughs> really What's rationalized skinwalkers? Um, well, maybe okay, he was not in coyote form until the end. So he's he was a, walking. Took him yeah a few days. Here, maybe. I think this next story actually will give you more to think about. Okay. Oh, good. So we have our narrator. Who I don't, again, I don't know names, genders, or anything, so I'll say narrator a lot. But they were at their grandma's house with their cousins. So their cousins were aged 10, 13, and 14, and our narrator was 15. So all pretty similar, similarly aged. And one night, they're out in the backyard, and where the grandma lives, it's kind of like in this rural area there are there are houses around but a lot of the air uh, most of the area around is still rural lots of woods yeah things like that but there it's not like there are no neighbors anywhere so one night they decided to make a campfire out in the backyard it was about 11 at night and they were playing truth or dare as you know young kids and teenagers do and our narrator and one of their cousins were dared to walk through the paths in the woods for 10 minutes. That's a lot of time. <laughs> so they, they didn't have the flashlight, but even at 11, apparently it wasn't dark enough for it to be pitch black. So I don't know where they were. Yeah. Could have been that. the summertime 
I guess, but still, it's pretty dark at 11. Could be a moonlit not, night, not very moonlit. Me. Yeah, not for the country boys. But also, I mean, maybe with the fire giving some light helped out. Because if this was rural, that could be one big fire. <laughs> but anyway, after about five minutes, the they could barely see the fire. So they decided to turn back. And on their way back, they saw a large dog-like creature hunched over in the path with its hands like an inch from the ground. So think of like Igor being hunched over. Oh my God. Say, but it's a dog. Did you just say his hands? Yeah, his hands. His like, paws or his hands? Hands. Oh. Ew. Wanted to make sure that you didn't just misspeak. A dog-like nope, creature with hands. Hands an inch from the ground hunched over. The narrator said the eyes were bright white. Oh my and god. So that's 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 different from like the green or the red. It's bright white. That's worse. And and it had a and it, it was described as a humanoid dog shape. It had a human-like head but a dog-like body with human hands and human feet. Oh my god. So take that image in. No. I'm actually okay. rejecting the image. <laughs> it sounds just like the, the werewolves from Harry Potter. Oh, kind of. <laughs> like, that's the closest I have. I have no idea what that looks like. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's dog-like, but it also has, like, I don't know, the, the cranium. You're talking about, very is this in the, the Harry Potter movies? Yeah. I only read the books. The books are better, oh. so... Well, maybe you should imagine how you imagine in the books. Imagine what this thing looks like. <laughs> I scared myself imagining it. But it looked at them and then just ran off in the opposite direction. So, of course, the, uh, our narrator and their cousin screamed and the other cousins and their grandma ran to them to see what was wrong. But the narrator said they didn't remember much. After that, but they did wake up in bed, so they may have been passed out of fright. Yeah, maybe, and then they just woke up in bed. And so the kids slept in the basement together in this big room, and there was a sliding glass door to the outside, (laughs) since part of the basement, or sorry, part of the room was on the side of the basement that was not underground. So, like the whole, because it was kind of hilly. Yeah. Like the okay. area where the house was. So some of the basement is not underground. Sure. And th- from the bed, they could see their cousins playing outside. So they were like, okay, I don't want to you know, miss out on all the fun. So they get up to join them. But when they got out, it, it was apparent that they weren't playing, but they were running and screaming to get their grandma. Apparently her trigger warning. Apparently her grand or their grandma's dog dogs, sorry, were dead and ripped up. Oh my goodness. I, there was no further description of that other than <laughs> dead and ripped up. They went to bed early that night, but the narrator woke up at 2 a.m 
feeling something hit their head. They wake up and look around and they see their cousin sitting on the double bed opposite them on the other side of the room. They were just staring at our narrator and the 14-year-old cousin nodded his head up to the window. And as they looked up, they saw a, quote, really messed up looking face pressed up to the window with gaping eyes looking down at them. Holy. They all screamed and it ran off. The grandma came down, called the police, but nothing was ever found. And our narrator never visited or stayed there ever again. Well, that makes me not want to live in a rural environment ever. No, it's fine. That's it's fine. a good time. Coyotes are more scared of you than you are of them. Well, that just gave this? me insane deja vu. Oh my god. That's so weird. That was last episode, Frank. Come on. We're on skinwalkers now. Uh, true. <laughs> What? Okay. All right. So there's so much to take in. First story was the in the woods encounter, right? Yeah. So the of this story, you mean? Yeah. So that was like early. This was all the same night, correct? No, no, no. This was a two separate nights. Is because they were playing the truth or dare. They had the encounter in the woods. The narrator fell asleep, woke up in bed, and it was the next day. Mm. Then the dogs, the whole thing with the dogs, and then that night they went to bed early, and then this other thing happened. So it was two separate nights. So first thing I want to point out is lost time, potentially. Oh, interesting. Perhaps. I I don't know if it was a fear or... I don't know if the other cousin that was in the woods experienced the same like lack of memory remembering yeah remembrance so maybe it definitely could be but i don't know if if two people experience the same thing i don't know if one person would have missing time and then one wouldn't but it's not explained either way so maybe dude that last scene is straight out of a horror movie with the face. Was it like a was it a human face or a dog face? It just said a really messed up looking face with I I've never heard gaping eyes. I've heard of Me like either, a but gaping, I don't like it. Like a gaping maw, right? Like yeah, that's a classic like a monster. Mouth. Yeah. Must huge must mouth. Been like huge wide open eyes. Presumably yeah. white. If it's the same yeah. entity. That's that's horrifying. That's terrifying. Imagine can you imagine that waking up and you know when you wake up and you're in that like very uh delirium yeah like semi delirious very delicate mental state that's scary Ugh. and i don't like that 2 a.m seven at 2 a.m and uh, i don't know why all the other cousins were awake but they were yeah, like and frozen they were, in fear. Like, yeah, they were just horrified because they could just see it. But like, but it wasn't looking at them. It was looking down at uh, our narrator. 
So maybe they didn't actually see the full face. That's even worse. Why is there like a, is there like a personal connection there? I guess because narrator is the one that went into the woods. I guess. But so the did the other cousin. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, man, I guess when you live in that sort of environment, really, there's really, there's no telling what's out there, right? I mean, when you live in a city, it's, it's extremely, I mean, there's no telling what's out there, but the range <laughs> yeah, of but things. Usually, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. Usually what's out there is just homeless people. Exactly. Which is very terrestrial, you know, very mundane. Well, not if they're holy madmen homeless people. That's true. Depending on what they, they might know things that we don't know. They might have the knowledge, but compared to like a rural environment, I feel like the range of, of things is so much wider. It's like so much more spooky and unknown. And maybe it's just coming from a city boy. But I mean, do you guys feel that way? You, you, both of you can have, uh, you live in much closer environments to that than me. Well, I know that rural doesn't imply surrounded by woods. True. You can live in a suburb that is surrounded by woods. Yeah. Like where Aaron lives, like where his parents live, that's rural, but like there aren't really any woods nearby, like right around yeah, his have, property. Well, at the bottom of the property there is, but yeah, but like that's down the hill. Well, I don't exactly. care about the other side of the house too. I'm looking at wide open fields. I know what's out there. You know what's out Usually there? Usually coyotes. Yeah. Usually coyotes and then could be skinwalkers then. No, I doubt it. He's you've spoken to them, you know them. Yeah, he's like, "Yo, what's up, bro?" I'll wake up in the <laughs> middle of the night hearing hearing them, and uh, it's very odd because it just sounds like screeching. Like that sounds Have very you scary. Heard a coyote, Frank. I'm getting I'm getting insane insane deja vu still i feel i i don't know have we had this conversation before i feel like we have i don't know if i have I heard know, one before you know what i'm gonna put in the sound effect right now so that people can people at home can hear it Oh my god. I don't think I've ever heard a coyote scream. Like anytime I've gone to like my friends' houses that live kind of out in the middle of nowhere, I've never heard a coyote. Oh yeah, I've heard that like the clip. I've heard that plenty of times. I've woken up in the middle of the night to that. And I always go to the window trying to see if I could see anything. To shoot it. Yeah, well, next time you do that, no. you're gonna see a pretty messed up face. Smushed Good. against the window. Then we can have some more content. Blowing you kisses. That's just Bigfoot, though. No, that's just a cow. Yeah, wait. This could that that oh, could true. be a Bigfoot encounter. Pretty messed up face. That actually in the window. Oh, the, that actually lines exactly up. And then like human everything except the body. Maybe it, maybe this was a Bigfoot. Maybe it was a really skinny. You know, maybe it was like a vegan Bigfoot. So instead Ooh. of like huge and shredded, real uh, spindly. Well, it didn't describe it like it didn't say it wasn't muscular, but it didn't describe it really. Yeah, 
any other it didn't describe it in detail anyway i don't think they were really looking at the rest no, of it probably they're thinking about like, they're like mm, that's that's a good that's a good physique what's your routine Yo. it's like how many Wah. cycles <laughs> with its, it's eyes like, wah, like wah, yeah, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's well i hate that yeah that one was a that one was a kind of a scary one but not but not scary enough because again we didn't really have a good definition of how it looked so it's so it believes up to your imagination true being ai or or for being ai either this or the rock or the rocking horse will be the art for i feel like the episode being ai would refuse to make something very scary i feel like it's got dumb did you see the image i sent of the dog that is pretty yeah. spooky, but it's not like grotesque. If you can make a grotesque face in a window smushed up against it, okay. that would I'm be very impressive. Okay. And so we'll move on to our final story of the evening. Told you this would be a quicker one. Oh, I'm going to talk for like, I'm going to have a 30 minute monologue at the end of the. <laughs> well, this one. Again, I always save the best for last. This one Good. has some... <laughs> the, the ending is wild, awesome. in my opinion. All right. So, we have, again, our narrator. Don't know. I'm assuming this one's a woman, because they're visiting their friend Karen at her grandmother's house on a reservation. And her house is near Tuba City, Arizona. So we're kind of in that, you know, area of Navajo tradition. And kind of like the previous story, the house is in the middle of nowhere, but there are rural homes surrounding. And she describes that the first day is pretty uneventful, but the grandmother said that a stray dog came out of nowhere and refused to leave the property. It was described as having a black shaggy coat, and it looked like a mix between a German shepherd and a lab. Hmm. So that so that night, she and Karen were watching a movie while Karen's grandmother cooked dinner. And Karen went to put a t- uh, a TV. Karen went to put a DVD back on the. Uh, case or like the shelf where the dvds were and she started freaking out because the black dog was staring at them through the window into the living room where they were watching the movie standing on top of a wooden box outside oh Ew. so karen opened the door and yelled at it to go away and it ran off behind the shed the next day, they go to get groceries, and when they came back, dog was nowhere to be seen. So they went into Tuba City, came back, all good. The grandmother went to go visit people for, for the rest of the day, so Karen and her friend, who was narrating the story, they were left alone. And at around 5 p.m., they heard someone trying to open the door. And when they looked outside, 
the dog was trying to open the door with its <laughs> paws wrapped around the doorknob. Ooh. And so once again, Karen opened the door and chased off the dog. Karen's grandmother came back and they told her what happened and she was not liking what she was hearing at all. So that night, they slept in the spare bedroom because there were two beds. So they just thought it'd be better if they slept in the same room. And one window with curtains was open just a little bit. And as they turned the light off to go to sleep, they hear a noise. Something coming from the roof. Footsteps. And then scratching and panting noises. And then what seemed like something jumping off the roof and landing on the plastic water barrel that Karen's grandmother had. Then they heard barking. But as it grew louder, other dogs in the neighborhood and nearby started barking at something. They heard running around the house, still barking, this noise, but it sounded like a deep male voice imitating what barking would be. Oh my god. Like it like like saying like roof roof. <laughs> so like actually saying like the R's or like you know arf and say and like pronouncing like the A. Oh my god. What what? You're gonna make that a soundboard. I know you are. Oh thanks for the idea. I just I didn't even think of that. Roof roof. They started to hear this panting again by the window, and Karen, for some reason, decided to open the curtain. Bad idea. And, and standing there was the stray dog on its hind legs staring into the bedroom. But this time, they said that it stunk. Interesting. And where two black holes were in the neck of the dog were another pair of eyes that twinkled in the moonlight. What? The paws were deformed and appeared as hands with overgrown, thick and sharp fingernails. Naturally, they both screamed and shut the curtain. The grandmother ran down seeing this creature. She grabbed ashes from her fireplace, loaded three shells into her shotgun, blessed herself in Navajo, however they do that, and went out to shoot it. The grandmother and Karen were traditional, I guess, in like the Navajo culture. So the next day, they called the medicine man to come over to perform a ritual. So he prayed over everyone, had them eat these bitter herbs called eagle's gull, and then gave them some trinkets for protection. And the way he prayed over them, he like burned cedar and like used cedar smoke to for this prayer. Good thing Steve wasn't there, am I right? Oh, he good thing forgotten. Steve wasn't there. Yeah. He would have not gotten the eagle's goal. Exactly. Yeah. But the medicine man, knowing that it was a skinwalker, said that it used the body of the stray dog to make this illusion that it was actually a dog and make everyone think it was a real dog. Also, now we're getting into things I've never heard before about skinwalkers. Cool. 
the medicine man said that harm people by using a type of human bone straw to spit at someone and get human bones in them. <laughs> so okay. this, I, I'm not Wait. done yet. I'll save the question for later. And apparently doctors can't detect when this happens. And that day, the medicine man pulled a piece of human skull out of the grandma's right shoulder, and it was about two inches long and a centimeter thick. And apparently they watched him pull it out. Two inches? That's the end of the story. What? (laughs) Wow. What do you you mean pulled it out? (laughs) Two inches is really long. And one centimeter thick of a piece of human skull. All right, so where do you guys want to stone straw? Like a dart gun? Like a human, a hollowed out human bone dart gun? They I don't put know. more bone in? I, no, they spit it. Like it's like a spitball. But How they- if you get hit it, or if you spit at someone, human bones go in you. Or maybe they <laughs> do spit human bones at you. I don't know. <laughs> I even okay. First of all, um, why did we go to inches to centimeters halfway through the measurement? I don't know. <laughs> that's the thing we're really overlooking. I don't know. Yeah, that's the that's the real confusing part here. No, but seriously, um, it sounds like if the the shaman or the medicine man was correct. Um, it almost sounds like the second set of eyes may have been like the skinwalker's actual eyes. Exactly what I was and, thinking. And like it was just part of the skinwalker was peeking through the possession. Or it's a costume from Spirit Halloween. Yeah, or I'm that. sure. I've heard that uh, the ancient Navajo really put a lot of faith in Spirit Halloween. <laughs> ancient Um, company there's also the fact that this time like in this last encounter it stunk so yes oh yeah yeah so i don't know why in all the other times because the other like it was trying to get into the door and karen shoot it away basically it didn't they didn't describe any bad stench in that scenario so i wonder why in this last one where there's all this noise this you know the panting the running around this fake barking now it stinks question what this happened over a few days correct yes so the first day was when they saw the dog and it was staring at them on top of a box but then it went they shoot it away the second day it was when they went to get groceries came back and then when they were alone it tried to open the door but then that same night is when the really crazy stuff happened when there was the running on the roof it jumping down it running around the house the fake barking and then obviously them opening the curtains and seeing what it was and then the grandma going out and shooting it with a shotgun and then so, the day after that was when the medicine man came so I would imagine, I don't know how this all works, but I would imagine the dog, the stray dog 
body that's being possessed probably would decay or you know start to uh start to smell after not grooming itself oh for sure but then it's like how come it only how come earlier that day when it tried to get into the house no smell was described but now at night there is I don't know. Maybe that's a skinwalker power we just don't know about. Maybe. Create stink. Well, that's a Bigfoot power for sure. True. Definitely. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Aaron, that it's like rotting, a corpse rotting. Yeah, why? He did say, the medicine man did say that it used the body of a stray dog to make this illusion. So he, the skinwalker could have just used a corpse of a dog or killed the dog. And then used it. It's just so wild. I mean. Wait, how did he get on the roof? That's a great question that I don't have an answer Wait to. Wait a minute. Superhuman abilities. We saw it running 35 miles an hour after a car on hind legs. You don't think maybe it gets a jump boost? <laughs> oh, yeah, it could double jump. Midair. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in Gmon. I don't know. Who's who's to say it didn't climb up the, the side of the house? That's true. Some like Dracula action. Ooh. That's creepy. Very creepy. Yeah. I love that. The eyes in the neck. Yeah, the eyes in the neck, the human bone straw. You gotta love the stories where it's like the badass grandma, you know, traditional local local religion. You know, doing what she needs to do to protect, getting the shotgun, doing the local blessing, um, the medicine man, right? Because when, like what you said at the very start of this, the the context you provided, you could think of skinwalkers as like kind of the evil medicine men, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so they're kind of like total counterparts. One is good, one is evil. So it's pretty <laughs> interesting that you have, you know. A medicine man trying to undo the work of his, like, opposite. Yeah, um, like the classic good versus evil. Yeah, but the bone straw, the spitting and getting human. Yeah, I've never heard of a skinwalker causing can't. harm to people by using a human bone straw to spit at someone and to get human bones inside that person. I love that idea. That is such a crazy, cool idea. Like, I blow at you, and I'm like, oh, you've got the knee in your stomach now. Well, you, you, you actually blow. Th- it was described like you actually blow through a straw, like a dart, like, you know, a blowgun. Is it a blowgun? Like, do you yeah. have the piece that you're shooting into them? Or is it magic that if you get, like, spit on from this, this, you know, bone flute then like human bones show up in your body i'll get or is it literally just like a weapon where you could just blow a sharp shard of bone into someone's body that's what i want to know the the author said and i quote oh also for some reason our narrator calls skinwalkers yoshis <laughs> i'm sorry what <laughs> So, What's the name of the author? Oh, Mario. <laughs> so they say that Yoshis or skinwalkers tend to harm people 
by using some sort of human bone straw to spit at someone, think spitballs only deadlier, and get human bones into them. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. So that's all we've got to work off of. That's crazy. It does sound like blowing pieces into you. But then how did this happen to the grandma? Did did once you go out to shoot That's it, a good it point. spit at her, and then the medicine man pulled out a two inch long centimeter That's thing, a, part of a human That's scroll? actually a great point. That's actually a great. But they point. said they watch it. No idea. Or, or the author, our narrator, whatever you want to call her, watched the medicine man pull it out of Karen's grandma. Maybe it was actually a piece of her shoulder, and he just <laughs> chipped her shoulder and took out a piece. <laughs> Maybe. The grandma never moved her arm again. He's like, oh, this is, this is a uh, uh, skinwalker bone shard. And she's like, that's my shoulder that you just took out. <laughs> Her like, shoulder's like dislocated entirely. He's like, oh, this entire arm is medicine, is a skinwalker arm. That's wild. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what to make of this. This is, this is terrifying. Uh, it's crazy. I like that we're expanding the skinwalker floor which um, we already don't know anything about yeah so this is going to be my head cannon for skinwalkers now they've got bone straws human bone straws yeah so, so nick i think i found the website you used oh yeah it was very um, easy to look up cvlt nation yeah. link so, in the um, sources it's already there so at the bottom it says um in Navajo, it's a long word, which I'm assuming if you look at the first story, the Yenal. Yeah, I didn't want to bring that up. I'm, oh. Okay. Because I didn't know how to say it either. <laughs> Try it. Come on. Say it's it. Like, what is y- it? It's Yenal Lushi. Yenal Lushi. Or Loshi. I've never heard that word. Is there like a translation for that word? Okay. So Yenal Lushi. Translates to, by means of it, it goes on all fours. Whoa. So that's in the Wikipedia article that is also going to be in the show notes. So yeah. According to the Navajo English Dictionary from 1998. Interesting. That's what Lushi means. We'll just call them skinwalkers, we'll not Yoshi's. I think that's kind of dumb. If you're going to reference the Navajo word, you got a full send. Yeah. Wow. What a what an ominous translation. By means of it, it goes on all fours. It's also a bit ironic if you think about it, because we saw several stories where it quite specifically went on bipedal and one and all true you know yeah like it it made a point to be in a position where it could be in all fours and it chose to walk bipedal that's so interesting but that's all i have for you guys tonight i think aaron is hosting the next episode do you know what your topic is going to be i'm between a couple i'm not going to say anything right now because 
I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm thinking it's going to be another Jersey one. Ooh, fun. That's all I'll say. Well, if you're excited to listen to that, stick around for next next week. As remember, we are on our our normal schedule. Leave a comment on the website or on the episode. I think you can do both. Remember to rate, share, like, follow, and tell all your friends about Wednesday at 9 p.m. And remember, if you see a humanoid creature in the woods, see if you can beat it in a race. Or give it a hug or something. Or dodge the bones. Or dodge the bone straw. If there's one thing to know about tonight's episode, it's dodge the bone straw. Amen to that. Good night and stay spooky.